Welcome to the Well Q&A podcast. The Well is the student ministry of Key Life Fellowship, which exists to equip students for lifelong service of Jesus Christ. Each week through a QR code given to them at youth, students of the Well anonymously send in various questions they have regarding the lesson or even about various biblical topics. We pray that we may also be a blessing to your Christian walk as together we find all the answers that we need in the Word of God. Have you ever talked to someone or heard people talk about their experiences with God or their encounters with God or, or the dream or vision or word that they received from the Lord? And, and man, you listen and you start to get a little jealous and you kind of wish, man, I wish that would happen to me. Man, I don't ever experience or encounter God like that. That person may be, they must be so much more spiritual than me. They must, they must be uh, so much of a better Christian than I am. I'm just, uh, man, I'm missing out on something. Well, I'll tell you, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who have been in that same position. And so it makes you start to hopefully be a little skeptical. And these people talking about their, their visions and their dreams and all this stuff, what, what, what's this all about? Is there any validity to any of that? What, what is it? And so you guys ask, uh, can people really encounter God in that way through dreams and visions and words and all that stuff? Uh, because, well, you wonder, right? Uh, definitely people who claim to be Christians, they should be truth-tellers or not to be uh, liars, of course. But what's to make of all of this stuff? What, what, why, why, why do they say it? What, what's, what's going on? Is there any truth to it? And so we need to say this. First off, can anyone encounter God? Yes. Um, you, how? Here's how we encounter God today. We encounter God today as He is revealed in His holy word. That's it? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. You mean we, we don't see God? No. no. Uh, we, we don't... Uh, smell God? Some people actually uh, say this to sound just super spiritual. And, and, and as you get further on in the, what's known as the charismatic movement or the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, uh, the, these movements that are not biblical whatsoever, they are emotional, they are uh, spiritual. I don't know that they're the Holy Spirit, but they are definitely spiritual. Uh, they're just not Christian. That's, that's tough to say, it's tough to hear, uh, but what you have is an abuse of God, uh, namely the Holy Spirit, uh, and, and these types of people who are into these dreams and visions things, big into the charismatic movement, they are allegedly spirit-filled. You hear them say this, uh, we go to a spirit-filled church, we go to, we are spirit-filled people, we're a, a spirit-filled um, believers, we, we practice uh, all of this, what they mean by this is they, 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 they believe in all of the extra-biblical revelation, and that's what it boils down to, the extra stuff. And what they do in the, the supposed elevation of the Holy Spirit, they actually completely go against who the Holy Spirit is. They violate the Holy Spirit, uh, and they, they, they mess up and they misinterpret the role of the Holy Spirit, which is to shine light and point to Christ always. 
what they do is, and they say the Holy Spirit gave me a vision, or the Holy Ghost. I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and they'll kind of say it just like that. I don't know why, but anyway, um, they, they'll say, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, got baptized with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in tongues and receive visions and tongues and prophecy and, and dreams and, and, and receiving words from the Lord. They'll go crazy stuff like this. I've actually heard somebody say this. Uh, I saw Jesus last year, and he was the most beautiful man I had ever seen, and he did this and he did that. When anyone says, I got a vision from God, I have a word from God, I have heard from God, God told me, I've encountered God in this way, and it doesn't follow up with in John chapter 7 or, or a, a scripture passage or a scripture reference. Mark that person as wrong. They might have encountered something. They might have heard something. They, they might have even believed in their mind that what they're hearing and see, or seeing and thinking is of God. It is not. Here's why. The reason why that it's not of God is because God has prescribed the way that he deals with his people. Now, how has he prescribed the way that he deals with his people? Through the Holy Scriptures. We have to believe this, that the Bible is sufficient. This is where it starts. Is the Bible our authority? Yes, okay, we can all agree there. Is the Bible next our only authority? Okay, yeah? Well, if you have something that's outside of the Bible and you are holding it on as holding authority and you are grabbing onto it and say, this is a word from God, so I'm going to believe it. And if it's not from the Bible, you have no grounds to believe it. Now, what some people will say in the charismatic movement who try to morph the two and say, well, we can believe the Bible and still believe in dreams and visions and encountering God in this way, our dreams and visions just has to match up with what the Bible says. And so if somebody gets a dream and a vision and it doesn't match up with the scripture, well, we'll just toss that out. We're not going to believe that. But the problem is what always trumps the scripture to these people is their experiences. They'll say this, God told me that this was going to, or, or, or a vision came to me or, or a vision came to someone else and they gave me a, a word from God and that came true. So what you've just done, you have moved from Scripture as your authority to your experience as your authority. And that's what this boils down to. I do not doubt at all that people who claim to have uh, visits with God or visions or dreams and all this stuff or words from the Lord, they think that it's real and they really do think that it's of God. That doesn't make it. Of God, because the scripture is sufficient. Now, here's this, here, here's this idea. If the scripture is sufficient, meaning that it is all we need, it is enough, why would God give you a word from him when he's already given you a book full of 66 books of pure, unadulterated truth straight from his mouth to the pens of godly men, to our eyes and to our ears on the pages of scripture? Why would he add to that if the Bible is sufficient, just as the Bible says it is? 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures God breathe and useful for correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All we need is in the scriptures. And so if we have something else that's outside of the scriptures, why? 
Here's a counter-argument. I'll give it to you like this. Well, God's spoken to people all throughout Scripture in, in visions. You see Him, uh, and in all different kind of ways, you see Him in, in Exodus 3. He appears to Moses as a burning bush. Absolutely, 100% agree. He, he appears in visions. He appears to Joseph in dreams. He, he, he gave words of prophecy to Daniel and Ezekiel and, and Jeremiah and Isaiah and all those guys. Why can't he give it to me? Well, uh, I'll say he does not give that to you in the same way. Well, how, how, do, how do you know that? The Bible says, Hebrews 1, verse 3, that in the past, God spoke to us at various times and in various ways, but now he has spoken to us through his son. All that God has ever needs to speak has already been spoken and pinned on the pages of Scripture. And I'll tell you, we're never going to get to the bottom of what Scripture says. We're never going to finally exhaust all the truth of the Word of God to need anything else. And so if you can honestly tell me that you've got every word of the Bible memorized, understood perfectly, um, completely mastered these 66 books, maybe, and just maybe, I probably won't, entertain the idea that you have these so-called encounters with the Lord in these extra-biblical ways. But until then, you need to put your nose in the Scriptures and learn all that God has revealed to us in His Word, and that's all He's going to reveal to us, and that is more than enough. Because we need to believe the Bible is sufficient, because it is. The Bible also says of itself, 2 Peter is a book that Peter wrote uh, combating false teaching. And ironically, when anytime you get a movement uh, that, that, that comes along claiming visions and dreams and all this stuff, God spoke to me, God told me, false teaching is always around the corner. You mark that. That's 100% true. Peter, Peter's writing uh, to the church there, 2 Peter 16. He, he's building his case upon, upon the Word of God against these false teachers. And he says in 2 Peter 1, verse 16, For we didn't follow cleverly devised stories when you told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. We didn't just follow the random stuff, and the things that made up and to sell books and stuff, like the heavenly tourism stuff that's completely made up. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. What he does here as an apostle, he says, we saw Christ. We saw Christ uh, transfigured. We saw the glory of Christ. We, he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. He's talking about the transfiguration in the Gospels. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something's completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Above all, you must understand, here he's talking about really what we're getting down to, that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Here's what he's telling us. We have the sure word because it came as eyewitnesses to the truth himself. We don't have that. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, 
saw Christ, learned from Christ directly, and then the apostles, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, wrote down all that God intended for them to write in the Scriptures so that we can read the eyewitness account of Jesus Christ in the Scriptures. We don't have that luxury personally to receive directly from Christ, but what we receive from the apostles in the Scripture was received directly from Christ, and that's how He operates that's how we learn from God now, and that's the only way we can encounter God, through the illuminating power of the Holy Spirit working through, at the same time, His inspired, inerrant, perfect, and sufficient Word. And so, guys, if you want to encounter God, you open up to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you get the complete, perfect revelation of Jesus Christ to us. You need nothing else. That's what you need. And don't go looking for anything else. I promise it's more than enough.